You're listening to Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily Podcast. How's it going, everyone? My name is Stephen Michaels. Welcome to the Raiders Daily Podcast. We will preview the Raiders versus the Bears this Sunday. Big game for the Raiders after they're coming off a big loss against the Chargers. The only reason why it's big, because it was a divisional rival game. It would have been a big win for the Raiders. Now, I would not hit the panic button, because that would be stupid. It's only one game. The Raiders obviously were not going, you know, they weren't going undefeated, obviously. But me, being me, I always expect to win. So anytime the Raiders lose, I'm not happy, because I expect winning. Nonetheless, it's just one game, and the Raiders are 3-1, and one, so that's good news. Now they got the Chicago Bears coming up, and the Raiders are going to have their hands full. Now they got some uh, good news with the injuries for the Bears. Uh, Akeem Hicks, he won't be playing in this game. He's hurt. The Bears have a lot of guys that are banged up. Cleo Mack is even banged up, but he's going to play. This is going to be a huge game for the Raiders. They have to get... They have to show everyone they can play four quarters of football against a good defense. Their offensive line, as you know, is a circus right now. They've been mixing and matching. By the way, they've been doing this since last week, just to let everyone know. This isn't something that just happened. And the reason why they're doing it, they're not saying it's because Alex Leatherwood's play at right tackle. They are saying it's because the guards aren't very good and Alex Leatherwood would be a lot better in the middle right now because the guards are so bad than he would be at right tackle because Brandon Parker is just going to waste. So put Brandon Parker at right tackle, move Alex Leatherwood inside. They're not giving up on Leatherwood at right tackle. They're not. But for now, they might be because their guards do suck. And Alex Leatherwood, by the way, he has sucked. He hasn't been great at all. But the Raiders are not saying that, just to let you guys know. So... That offensive line, though, they need to hold up because they are not creating any gaps for the running game at all, and it's terrible. You have to have a run game to be success to be successful in the NFL, especially when you're playing against a good defense. The Raiders better establish a run game against the Bears because the Bears are going to be coming after Derek Carr. Khalil Mack is going to want to get after Derek Carr. He's going to want to embarrass John Gruden. This is the Gruden Mac Bowl Part 2. And guess what? Gruden's been preparing for Chicago for two weeks. So I think this whole offensive line mess they have, I think it's been planned, to be honest with you. I think John Gruden has been planning on doing this for the last two weeks. Knowing the guards haven't been good, knowing Leatherwood really hasn't been good at right tackle, Brandon Parker looked good last time he had to play right tackle. Put him there. Put Leatherwood in the middle. Maybe it creates some kind of, uh, you know, bigger impact so the Raiders can have a run game. And obviously they're going to chip block Mac pretty much the entire game. But before we even get to that game, we need to talk about the biggest story of the day right now. And that is John Gruden and his email from 2011. It is insane. And the media, of course, is eating it up. The Athletic, which 
uh, Tim Kwame, Kwame, is that how you say his name, is the editor. He hates the Raiders. We all know that. He can't stand the Raiders. He's a prick. He's a douchebag. He loves this, by the way. He is enjoying every second of it and don't think he isn't. So they're going to be posting all about it. All of these websites are going to be all over this thing. Now let's talk, let's, let's have real talk here, okay? Real talk. For those who can't handle that, just stop listening. This email was from 2011. John Gruden was not even employed by the NFL then. He worked at ESPN for Monday Night Football. So, and, and this uh, uh, Damar Smith, who is the executive director of NFL Players Association, guess what? Just on October 6th, there was a report out from ESPN. ESPN saying that this guy's job is in jeopardy. Okay? They held a vote. It was split at 7-7. Seven to seven. It's not looking good for his career. His job status right now is in the hands of the NFLPA's 32-team player representatives. Uh, they have a conference call scheduled for Friday. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, it was this Friday, I believe, uh, today. So kind of interesting, right? This the report comes out, and then he has a call today, and all of a sudden, boom, the email comes out about this guy, John Gruden, saying something, uh, a racist trope, they called it. Uh, said something, uh, he has, uh, let me quote it, you know, so it's accurate here. Um, even though I, uh, he called him Dumb Morris Smith has lips the size of uh, Michelin tires. Now, uh, John Gruden did go on to say that, uh, you know, he says this about people who lie all the time. You know, that they have rubber lips, that's what he calls it. And I can tell you... For a fact, by the way, that John Gruden has used that term rubber lips before talking about people who leak stuff to the media and then lie about leaking it. So I know that I, I know that for a fact, just to let you know, I know that for a fact, it's not something I'm guessing, not something I just know this. So he's not lying when he says that he uses that word a lot, rubber lips, but it has nothing to do with race or anything. But he just, you know, took it to the next level. I think he was probably trying to be funny. But guess what? 11 years later, you can't do that. So now he's in trouble. The NFL's disgusted with him and all this nonsense. Meanwhile, it's just very interesting. That this comes out literally the day when teams, the NFLPA is thinking about firing this guy. And all of a sudden, John Gruden, they find an email from John Gruden. You know, basically uh, they're saying that he was being a racist to this guy. So it's weird. It's weird timing, first of all. And... I, listen, here's that, here's my opinion on it, okay? And I don't, this is just my opinion. Mark Davis is pretty much the least racist person, at least the least racist owner in football. I think we all know that by the things he has done. 
I mean, the Raiders are the most least racist team in probably sports history. You know, going back to Al Davis hiring the first Mexican head coach, first black head coach, you name it. He, they've done everything. So I'm pretty sure Mark Davis, who knows John Gruden very, very well and would know if he was a racist, would not go hire Mark Di uh, John Gruden. It wouldn't happen. So I don't believe John Gruden's a racist. I think John Gruden was making a joke. I think John Gruden was sticking up for uh, Gene Upshaw at the time in 2011 because, you know, obviously he's a Raider. And John Gruden liked him a lot. He liked Upshaw a lot. And he didn't like this new guy coming in. He thought the NFL was getting soft and all this stuff. So, yeah, maybe he, you know, he shouldn't have said it. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean he's a racist. And John Gruden, by the way, his comment was, you know, I don't think he's dumb. I don't think he's a liar. Uh, I don't have a, a racial bone in my body. And I've proven that for 58 years. So that's what John Gruden said about it. And he said, uh, I was upset. Uh, I used a horrible way of explaining it. That's pretty much accurate. Um, obviously, it wasn't a good way of explaining what he was trying to say in an email. But also, on a side note, John Gruden was writing emails 11 years ago. So, you know, at least he's not, you know, he knows how to write an email. But, listen, uh, so yeah, so that's what we got here. The NFL is very appalled. I don't know what's going to happen. I have a feeling... People are going to try, there's going to be a rally to fire John Gruden. Mark Davis is going to have to figure something out. Now, I don't know how the NFL can really punish John Gruden when he didn't work in the NFL when this happened. But this is, this is bad news. This is bad news because this story is not going to go away. These reporters love it. The media love it. The people who don't like the Raiders love it. And meanwhile, you know, if you're John Gruden... And you're really not a racist, okay? What would you do? You know, yeah, he said something dumb, obviously. But it doesn't mean you're a racist by saying a joke 11 years ago. That is lame. But that's what that's where we're at right now. And this, I'm telling you right now, this could derail the Raiders season in a heartbeat. If something bad happens, what if the NFL and all these... Groups are forcing Mark Davis to fire John Gruden. There's no coach in place. And you damn well know when a coach gets fired during the season, the season's pretty much over. I mean, that's it could happen. I mean, it could happen. I hope Mark Davis does not do that right now. The Raiders are 3-1. and one. They're looking pretty good this season, despite some problems we'll go over. But they're looking pretty good. Uh, so it would be terrible if that happened. And... I gotta say, I'm gonna take John Gruden's side on this. I don't think he should have said that in an email, but I don't think John Gruden was thinking about that when he said it. I don't think he was thinking, 11 years later, this is gonna come back and bite me in my ass. I think he just wrote something really quick and probably thought it was funny or, you know, or he just doesn't like this guy, like I said, because he likes Upshaw so much. But either way, this is gonna cause problems for the Raiders. But it's just, like I said, the timing or this dude's just about to get fired, right? And they're about to take a vote to fire this guy. All of a sudden, this comes out. The timing is weird. That is just too, too much of a coincidence for me. I'm sorry. It is. 
So anyways, with that being said, I mean, that's really all I, my, my thoughts on it. I think it's bullshit. But only way I can, I mean, 11 years later, guy wasn't even working in the NFL, sticking up for his buddy. And he thinks this dude was a liar. So that's the way he, that's the way he talks, the way John Gruden talks. It's John Gruden. I mean, don't you think, this guy's been coaching forever, right? Don't you think if he was a racist, there would be players that have coached under John Gruden. You know John Gruden can be a big asshole, right? Don't you think someone, someone would have said something by now? Like, oh yeah, he's a racist. Now, we know how these things go. Now that this story has come out, I wouldn't be shocked if you, you know, hear about some guy who was on a practice squad for the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, back in the day, come out to get publicity and say, yeah, John Gruden was racist. I, that wouldn't shock me at all. And if that starts happening, I have a feeling John Gruden will get fired. I really do. If there's an avalanche from this, if people start taking advantage of it and start, you know, coming out and saying these lies, which we know that they will be lies, because why wouldn't you have said this earlier? You know what I mean? So if people start piling on and John Gruden gets fired, the season's over for the Raiders. Just letting you know. And it's a shame. It's a shame. All over 11-year-old email. And like I said, the Raiders are a team that are not a racist team. There is no way in hell, there's no way in hell a player would not have come out by now and called John Gruden a racist. So I don't buy any of this stuff. I just think John Gruden said something stupid, basically, while he was not employed by the NFL. Therefore, you know, is it really much of a story? Not really. Not really. You know, I mean, look at these owners in the NFL. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, 80% of the owners in the NFL are probably racist. I guarantee it. But I know one who's not, and that's Mark Davis. So I trust Mark Davis's judgment when it comes to, you know, who's a racist and who's not. And I don't think he would have hired John Gruden if he even thought he was a racist. So now, with that being said, I wasted 14 minutes on this dumb stuff. So let's talk about this big game coming up. The Chicago Bears versus the Las Vegas Raiders. This game will be in Vegas. Like I said, Raiders coming off a devastating loss. The Bears coming off a dominating victory against the Lions. But during that game against the Lions, the Bears lost David Montgomery. They're running back. That's good news for the Raiders because that guy balled out against the Lions. I mean, he went over 100 yards. The Lions could not stop him at all. They had no answers for uh, Montgomery. But he will not be playing in this game. So that's good news. Justin Fields will be the quarterback for Chicago Bears in this game. So the Raiders defense, they got to be on alert here. This is a guy who does scramble with the ball. He also does a lot of play action and throws it deep. The one guy, if I'm the Raiders, that I am worried about, besides, you know, Allen Robinson, who's really good, is Marnell Mooney. This guy is very fast and gets up the field very fast. And remember, the Raiders are banged up in, sec in the secondary. Damon Arnett, he's out of the game. Trayvon Mullen, he will be out of this football game. Derek Carrier is also out of the, out of the game as well. 
those guys will not be playing. So in that secondary, you're going to have Amik Robertson, you know, out there. He might be covering Mooney. He might be covering Robertson. And that's not a good matchup at all, by the way. That's not a good matchup at all. So what do the Raiders have to do to win? It's very simple. First of all, I cannot let Justin Fields uh, run all over them. That's a big thing. Don't let him scramble and run for 100 yards. They have to keep him contained, and they have to get after him. The Raiders' front four need to get after Justin Fields and hit him, hurry him, make him feel uncomfortable. If you do that, Justin Fields will throw bad passes, and maybe the Raiders' defense can create some turnovers and get some momentum. The Raiders also have to, like I said, protect Derek Carr in this game. But they have to do this early. They have to get off to a good start. They have not scored a a point in the first quarter yet. They haven't scored a touchdown. They have to start out fast. In the first quarter in this game, they got to put up some points. In the second quarter, they got to put up some points. Third quarter, fourth quarter. You cannot be a competitive team. You can't call yourself a playoff team if you only play for one quarter. This team has to put it together all four quarters of offense. They have to put the pedal to the metal here, keep your foot on the gas, and keep scoring points. Because most of this is just, let me tell you something, last week against the Chargers, go back and look, the Raiders, three and out, three and out, three and out. They go for it on fourth down, they fail, they don't get it. I mean, too much, too many punts, way too many punts. They get down 21 nothing. Then all of a sudden, Derek Carr looks like Joe Montana for a quarter. And the Raiders almost make a comeback. I mean, this happens every week. But Derek Carr has to do what he does in the third quarter, and the first quarter, and the second quarter, and the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. If he could put it all together. You know, that's the one big problem everyone has with Derek Carr, right? He's not consistent. If he can be consistent and play like he does in the third quarter and the first quarter, I mean, the Raiders' offense would probably be the best offense in the NFL. No one would be able to stop them. And it's not because the Raiders have a lack of weapons. The offensive line sucks, and the Raiders have no run game whatsoever. But, I mean, still, they're not doing anything on offense in the first quarter and in the first half. They're not doing anything. They're going three and out a lot. A lot. So, and Derek Carr has missed some guys who have been open, by the way. And that's why I was really against people. When the Raiders were 3-0, and I've seen a lot of this on Twitter, Facebook, and social media. Derek uh, Carr for MVP. Meanwhile, the Raiders were 3-0. and They played three football games. And people were talking about MVP already. It's like they did not watch the last two seasons when the Raiders were 6-3 and three and collapsed and ended the season without a winning record. Don't be saying MVP after three games. That's stupid. Stop it. Stop it. We need Derek Carr to play very good throughout the season, not just three games, and through four quarters. And that offensive line needs to get it together because without a run game, guess what? The Raiders won't be going to the playoffs with no run game at all. So they need to fix that offensive line. Maybe this combination with Parker at right tackle and Alex Leatherwood playing at guard, maybe that's the right combination. 
It doesn't mean you have to just completely just, uh, you know, say, well, Alex Leatherwood's a bust. You don't have to say that. Not right now. Maybe he needs a, a year to play inside. Maybe you just do it for this game. But either way, the Raiders need to get a victory and they need to play four quarters of football and play great on defense and offense. On defense last week, the Raiders had a hard time stopping Austin Eckler in the run game. Now, this was something that I was worried about since week one, really. The Ravens had no running backs. Then when the Steelers, when they played the Steelers, Harris for the, not Najee Harris for the Steelers, he had a couple really good runs where it looked like the Raiders' defense could not stop him. Luckily, Big Ben decided not to run the ball and likes to throw it a lot, and the Steelers stuck, and the Raiders took advantage of that and got the victory. And then they played the Chargers, of course, and Austin Eckler just tore them down. Now, in this game, they don't have uh, the Bears don't have David Montgomery, like I said, that's a good thing, but they do have Damian Williams, and the Raiders are familiar with him. This guy, the Raiders have to contain the run game. And this guy does it all. You know, he's good in the pass game and, and in the run game. The Raiders need to stop that first because Justin Fields is going to be doing a lot of RPOs in this game. And the Raiders can't be tricked into that. They'll also have Mooney back there doing RPOs. And also with the play action with Justin Fields. That's what he does. He does a lot of play action and he throws it deep. The Raiders front four cannot be fooled by the play action. Focus your attention on Justin Fields. Just get into the backfield. Because if, if it's a run, you're already in the backfield and you can stuff the run. If it's not, you can get after Justin Fields. Maybe sack him. Force a fumble. Force a bad throw. And maybe Nate Hobbs, who's going to be playing corner in this game. Uh, Meek Robertson. Maybe one of them can make a good big play. If they, they're Like I said, the Raiders secondary is banged up. They are banged up back there. So the front four, they need to help out. Also, Gus Bradley. you got to mix in some man-to-man and not just play cover three the entire game. Because that's how they got torched by Austin Eckler with this cover three defense. You can't do that every single play. You have to mix up your packages. And this is a game where the Raiders must do that. They have to mix it up a little bit. A little bit. Now, I don't think they have to blitz that much. I think cover three might actually benefit them more in this game because there is no David Montgomery unless they can't stop Damian Williams. And that, and if they can't do that, then they have to go back to man-to-man. But cover three might be good against the rookie quarterback. You know, if the front four can get pressure, cover three, you know, you got protection back there. You got a bunch of bodies back there. Just don't let Robinson, don't get, don't let Mooney get you over the top because Justin Fields will throw it deep. Also, we got to talk about Daniel Carlson. This is a guy who missed an extra point, right? Uh, against, uh, who was it there? Uh, uh, Miami Dolphins. Misses an extra point. Pretty much, he's the reason why the game went into overtime. And remember, that game, that that's the one that scared me. When the Raiders struggled to beat Jacoby Brissett in the Miami Dolphins, I thought, wait a minute, guys, let's slow down here. Because typical Raiders, they play down to the level of of competition. They're a much better team 
than the Miami Dolphins, yet all of a sudden they're playing like the Miami Dolphins. Like the Miami Dolphins look like Tampa Bay Buccaneers out there. That's not normal. So hopefully they don't do that against Chicago. Because this is a game, even with Cleo Mack, John Gruden, like I said, he's been preparing for two weeks. Last time, he just owned Cleo Mack with chip block. Cleo Mack didn't even get to touch Derek Carr. That's what John Gruden has been working on for two weeks. Let's see if that plan works. Now, last time they faced Cleo Mack, they had a much better offensive line. They had bigger guys. Now they don't. So hopefully, hopefully these guys can do the same thing they did last time. Derek Carr is going to want to get the ball out of his hands fast, and it's going to be a lot of yards after the catch. And they have the guys do that. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Darren Waller. They have Brian Edwards, who I think should be getting a lot more targets. They have the guys to do that. If they can do that and score, and like I said, if this new created offensive line can open up gaps in the run game, Josh Jacobs, who, who looks like he's going to play in this game, Maybe he can get it going. Josh Jacobs, you know, this is, it's time for him to get going. It really is. I'm sick of him being injured. I really am ever here. This guy's missing games. Since he came into the league, he's at least missed one game. I'm sick of it. He's got to get going here in this game because the Raiders need a run game. They're too talented this season. Their defense is so much better than it has been in years past, mostly because it's a completely new defense. But now you got a banged up secondary. But you're only missing Damon Arnett, who's awful. So that's not that big of a loss. But Mullen is very good. Hopefully, Amik Robertson can come in and play just as well as Mullen has. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, Robertson. But still, hopefully he can come in and play just as good. Remember, the Raiders still have Casey Hayward, who's been playing fantastic. So that's going to help. Uh, Trayvon Morg, he's just a rookie. Really hasn't been tested that much this season, but still been playing very well. And you got Jonathan Abram. Uh, he's been banged up, but it looks like he's going to play in this game. It looks like it. You're going to want to send him on a couple blitzes, really to get after Justin Fields, make him uncomfortable. And Justin Fields, you know, you got to watch out for his scrambling ability. Like I said, this guy will take off with his legs. He will do that to you. And you don't want to... You know, if you have the Bears to a third and eight, and you have them, you have everyone covered. Justin Fields has nowhere to throw the ball. You can't let Justin Fields pick up the first down with his legs. Or you can't give Justin Fields a first down with a holding penalty or something stupid like that because that's what the Raiders do. You know, uh, the ref for this game, by the way, I don't know his name, but John Gruden has never won a game with this referee. I think he's like 0 for 8 or something like that. But I don't think that really means anything. Either way, this guy does throw a lot of flags. So the Raiders got to be really disciplined. No mental errors. If they can do that and they can get any run game going, control the time of possession, and Derek Carr can be accurate, and actually the Raiders can put points on the board in the first and second quarter, I think the Raiders can win this game. I do. If the offensive line can hold up and protect Carr so he can actually throw the football, the Raiders will stand a good chance. And I think, you know, chip blocking Cleo Mack, just not letting Cleo Mack just destroy your offensive line. Because trust me, even though Cleo Mack is not 100% and the Bears aren't going to have Hicks in this game, which is huge, Cleo Mack will be ready to go 
and he is licking his chops, thinking, all right, I get to go up against Brandon Parker. He's going to be moving all around. He's going to want to ruin it. He wants to embarrass John Gruden because Cleo Mack is already embarrassed. He remembers that game when Gruden just whooped him and just took him out of the game. So this is Cleo Mack, you know, this is like his Super Bowl. And John Gruden is thinking the same way because he's, and think about it now, John Gruden even has more pressure on him because of this whole nonsense with the whole uh, thing about the uh, Smith there. So, you know, he's got all this media attention on him about this story, about this racist trope. He has all that on him, plus this Cleo Mack thing, which the media still bring up, even though the trade seemed like it was 20 years ago, and the Raiders sucked with Cleo Mack. And guess what? They sucked without Cleo Mack. So it didn't really matter. They had saved a bunch of money. And luckily they did because now they built a whole new defense. And they really needed to do that. So it doesn't really matter. Yes, Khalil Mack's an awesome player. But John Gruden was correct when he said, Hey, listen, we had Khalil Mack here. And we suck. One guy is not going to make your defense like... It's not going to bring you to a Super Bowl. J.J. Watt was one of the best defensive ends in a National Football League history, maybe, right? How many rings did the Texans win? Zero. One guy does not make your entire defense. You need an offense, you need a defense, and you need a special teams. You need to play great in all three phases. And let me tell you something. Last week, Hunter Renfro's play on the fake punt the Chargers try to do, I mean, not many players would ever, ever be able to make that play. Hunter Renfro is the most underrated slot wide receiver in the NFL. This guy is very, very good. He should get paid in the offseason, just like Max Crosby is going to get paid in the offseason. That guy, by the way, has to have a big game. He has to chase down uh, fields and, like I said, try to get the ball out of his hands, strip sack him, just hit him around, make him feel uncomfortable back there. Just like the Bears are going to try to do the Raiders, the Raiders have to try to do to Justin Fields. They're playing against a rookie quarterback. They should be able to rattle him. They should be able to get in his head. I know they, uh, the Bears destroyed the, the 0-4 Detroit Lions last week. But the Raiders are a lot better team than Detroit. This game's going to be in Vegas. And I think the Raiders have a chip on their shoulder from losing last week. John Gruden's going to be a little bit more fired up, I think, with all this nonsense going on. He's going to want to win. He's going to want to stick it to the NFL with a big victory here. So if I'm a gambling man, I, and I usually don't like to make predictions, but now with all this, I'm picking the Raiders to win this game. I could be wrong. I mean, this could be the end of the Raiders, this whole story. could end the Raiders. You know, the whole thing could be ended from this. But, or it goes the opposite way. And I have a feeling that might be the case here. They're going up against rookie quarterback. As long as they don't let Justin Fields start, like I said, scrambling off them and picking up first downs with his feet, as long as they keep him in check, the Raiders should be able to force some turnovers on defense. They really need to do that. And as long as the offense, that offensive line, can hold up, the Raiders should be able to make enough plays to win. Now, I don't think it will be a blowout. I don't think anyways. I think it will be a low-scoring game. Maybe a 17-10 victory for the Raiders. Something like that. But that's what I'm going for. I think the Raiders will win this game. I think they'll win it by about 7 points. 
I hope they win it by more because the Raiders really need to start blowing teams out. Not every game should come down to overtime, especially when you're playing against the Dolphins or the Bears. Go out there and show that you're a legit contender and beat the living shit out of these teams that you're supposed to beat. That starts this Sunday against the Bears. Let's see if the Raiders do it. I will talk to you guys next week. We will talk about this game and preview the game coming up, the Denver Broncos. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the greatest Raiders podcast in the world. This is the Raiders Daily.